Hello and welcome back to another episode of Nick Tiffany's Movie Reviews, coming at you online and in print format at nicktiffany.com, in audio format wherever you get your podcasts, and even in video on YouTube. Today we have a Cannes Film Festival favorite, a film that is sweeping awards and awards categories for critics' bodies all over the country, one that I have been just really interested in seeing for a while, and that's The Zone of Interest. Um, this film comes from a director, Jonathan Glazer. This is only his fourth project as far as feature films goes. Last thing he did was like 2013, around there, a film called Under the Skin with Scarlett Johansson. That uh, was the first thing that I'd ever seen of his, and that one still to this day has stuck with me. Some of the imagery, some of the uses of sound. He's a director who focuses, I think, sometimes on isolation or alienation, the human experience in a lot of really haunting ways, though, and just kind of, you know, in that film, Scarlett Johansson, she's an alien. There's this creature who kind of lands or comes to Earth, assumes the form and the body of Scarlett Johansson, and, you know you see how humanity unfortunately shows its evil face in many ways, just in her experiences as a woman, but not even just as a woman, as a creature on this earth, understanding what humanity is and falling victim to all sorts of harmful, evil men, especially more so than women. But um, it's just really unnerving stuff really has a knack for using science fiction, -y, crazy sonic and sonar sounds that really just kind of makes your blood boil a little bit. So the zone of interest, when I first heard about it, I heard it played Cannes film festival, won a lot of awards, won a lot of attention over there, knew it was Jonathan Glazer. was very interested. I saw the, the poster was really the only thing I knew about the story. And there's just so much dark space in this poster and it just the small little, encampment small little home uh their garden area or something and then just black the dead of night um and it wasn't until maybe like a week or so ago that after re-watching anatomy of a fall learning that sandra hewler was going to be in this film as well and reading some different people's chatter online uh, just talking about the holocaust that is when i guess i decided i'm going to look into this more and discovered that okay this is films based off of a novel of the same name um, roughly about a real commandant for the Nazis who lived and was stationed quite literally right outside the gates of Auschwitz. And the film is a look at his family, how they're creating this perfect little paradise right outside of the gates. So going into it, I was like, okay, wow. All right, this is... Not that it's bad that it's heavier material than I thought, but I'm like, okay, this is a really interesting way to approach the Holocaust and to approach telling a story like this. And so I was just fascinated with what he was going to say. And the film is heavy. It is a lot. Um, this is one where I didn't have a chance to see it in the movie theater, um, just as far as some of the film screeners go. Um, blessed I was able to see it that way at all. Because um, this is one that's going to be one of those limited release New York and L.A. Probably won't come out in other markets if it does at all until late January, February, maybe. Um, but watching this, especially with headphones, um, 
given what the basic premise of the story was, you know, this family building this better life for their children and working on their garden and all this kind of stuff right around their home is a wall. And that's the wall that borders between them and everything that's happening in the concentration camp on the other side. And at no point do you ever see into the camp. You never, you're not looking in because the characters aren't looking in, you know, but all throughout the hip, like all throughout the movie, you hear random gunshots, screams, pleas from men, women, cries from children, dogs barking, all sorts of just horrifying stuff. You don't see anything. All you do is you hear. But what you do see is this family acting like nothing is wrong. Like, ah, well, that's just, it comes with the territory, but let's focus on our beautiful flowers we're growing here. Let's focus on this beautiful home we're furnishing. It's unsettling stuff. And Sandra Hewler especially, you know, is this Nazi wife who is in... I don't, La La Land does not cut it, but, you know, believes that this is where her family's meant to be. This is their paradise. They've got a pool. They're, you know, she's working so hard in the garden to get rid of all the drab stone from the wall. I mean, it's just the way she talks to the Polish girls who work in their home, who should be so lucky to be working for them, you know, inside the house, especially uh, the film highlights so much in just the subtleties of whether it's conversation, how a character responds to something, how, you know, one person can sleep undisturbed by all the screams, by the entire window and room being lit up from the fire, from the chimneys and the furnaces, ash that just covers everything outside. You think it's snow, but no, and it's just, horrifying um is one of the better ways to put it um the film the story i wasn't i don't know i like uh, this film is essential and a must-see i think for a lot of reasons especially for what's happening today for people who feel like oh you know you know there's always been holocaust deniers but people who don't really have an understanding of what the jewish people went through um and just how dehumanizing and just uh, you know awful like there's not words to describe what was happening and what the whole point of what the germans were doing um and so in the film your main character who's played by uh christian friedel rudolf haas who was the actual real life commandant at auschwitz his role is to go around to the other german companies and you know essentially tell them the most effective way to utilize their furnaces, the most effective way to kill and gas as many Jews as they can while still having some that they could use for labor. Um, he's methodical, seemingly uncaring the way that they just talk about some of this stuff, just so casually, um, the number of people they're going to bring in from Hungary, the number, it's just awful. You know, you'll see, you'll hear the train coming in, but you never see it. And you always know what the train means. You know, more people are being brought in. Um, it, uh, it's awful. It's truly awful. 
And I, I think for me personally, I felt like sometimes there wasn't too much of a story, which is not always necessarily a bad thing. I understand what the director was definitely doing here. I think he uses color and sound sometimes in really abrasive or abrupt ways that feel a little more art housey or indie in the sense that it's like, I don't know why you made this choice or like why the music just changed like it did. I don't know if it needed to, I don't know what you're trying to like tell me here other than like, I, I don't know. I did. There were more than a few moments where I just felt like there were a couple stylistic choices that were odd. Um, and I think talking with a few other people about this, I mean, this is, it really is powerful stuff. I think perhaps it may have been like a friend said, uh, he's like, you know, this is a five star. If it's a short film, this is a five star short film. And I agree with that because the end of this film also uses, I believe documentary, uh, documentary footage from Auschwitz from some of these places as well, just to kind of give you the, Oh, you saw what it was like back then. And here's kind of what it looks like now. Um, and it, it is good to have that comparison. I think it made me more curious a little bit about, you know, what maybe they had to say in present time. I, I don't know. I just felt towards the end of the film, it feels a little bit unfocused. Um, but still, I do think this is one of the better films of the year. Certainly essential viewing, I think. Um, because again, as generations get younger and younger and further from this, it's important to continue to tell these stories and to show them in new ways, I think, because it's hard for some people to understand that such evil could happen. Um, but watching this film, you can see just how plainly it happened and how unbothered most people were or just following instructions. I'm going to follow in line. I'm going to do whatever, keep your head down, be complacent, turn in your neighbor. You know, it's just, it's horrible stuff. Um, and you know, we need to be okay with talking about things that are uncomfortable and that are horrible so that they don't happen again. So the zone of interest, as I said, heavy stuff, but I think everybody should check it out if, and when it's available in your area. Um, you might see that pop up at the Oscars. It could be a potential player there. Sandra Hewler has just had a fantastic year playing characters that you love to hate both in this film and anatomy of a fall. Oh gosh. You'll, you'll see what I mean. You'll say, you know, it's one of those, again, I say it all the time. If you really make me to test your character, you're probably doing a great job as an actor. So I'll leave you with that. Stay tuned to NT Movie Reviews here on all social media networks, podcasts, platforms, and YouTube. We're going to have tons more movie news and reviews coming out as we lead up to the end of the year. All the other awards players, there's plenty to come, so keep your eyes open. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>